What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's business breakthrough, I sit down uh, with William Kirchhoff from Kirchhoff Painting. He is a painting contractor who just branched out on his own and having trouble breaking away from his general contractor. Um, just starting out on this business and really wanted to know how he can possibly get away from this guy, start generating his own business. Uh, so we go over a lot of marketing stuff here. We go over a lot of principles that I think might be rudimentary in, uh, you know, in, in some context, but I feel like even if you are generating uh, your own business now and that's not much of a hurdle for you, this perspective may help you strengthen your processes right now. So it was a great breakthrough session. So I'm excited to share it with you. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with William Kirchhoff, and he is the proud owner of Kirchhoff Painting, and he reached out to me, wanted some insight on how he can maybe branch out, maybe do something completely different than what he's doing in terms of his day-to-day -day and maybe expand his business a little bit. So welcome, uh, William. I kind of want to ask you two questions. Um, that's kind of how I kick these things off. The first question is, what's going really well in what you're doing? And what is it that you wish uh, could be going a little bit better? And then kind of tie that into what your goal is and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Um... Well, what's going good is I've found, you know, I found the profession I want to be in. Okay. Um, I never really pictured myself being like a business owner or, you know, painting, doing anything like that. Okay. Um, and it kind of just got tossed to my lap. And so, you know, I've, I've found where I need to be. Um, you know, I have, I have work coming in and it's consistent, That's but great. it's not the type of work I'd like to be in and I'm just trying to look for more, um, I guess, control, if that makes any, it does. any sense. Yeah. Um, what type a lot of, work of the work. Is it? Let's, let's stop there. Like, let me just ask like, what type of work are you doing? Is it like new construction? Is it, is it, what type of work are you doing that you're not, not wanting and what type of work do you want? It's a lot of apartments. Okay. So and... you're spraying apartments, just, just, uh, flips. Yeah. We're just repainting apartments. Um, okay. And then, like I said, I'm working for one guy and I really didn't know how any of this worked as far as, you know, owning your own business or doing anything like this. Okay. And kind of feel like we've been taking advantage. He's a super nice guy and, you know, we're, we're good friends. Uh, I love him, but I just feel like, you know, he's taking advantage of us, treating us like employees. And gotcha. ever since I realized, Hey, this is something I want to do, man, I've just been like a hundred percent, you know, I've found you, um, Chris, Idaho painter, you know, I've just, I've found guys and I'm like, man, these guys are doing the things right. Right. We need to be doing things like this, but I'm having trouble. Oh, all right. Getting so, away from him because he's going to do what he wants to do. And that's, yeah. That's perfectly yeah. He, fine. Well, well, I think what's happening is he's, he's the steady hand of work. 
So you mm -hmm. know that this guy's got the work and it's really hard to get away from him because you don't really have uh, another avenue to get work. Is that correct? Yeah, most of the work I get as far as um, my my work and it's just me, it's either through family members, word of mouth, you know, me passing out my business cards, stuff like that. But it's just not enough right now where I can- not consistent. Yeah, convince my okay. wife to say, hey, we're doing this and- Right, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I, I'm all about um, the wife being on board with business decisions, it helps. Gives you a different perspective. Um, yes. So a better, a better perspective. So let me kind of dive in a little bit and I'll, I'll first start off with saying that, um, you know, when you say that you're a business owner, I've heard, I hear this in so many different contexts. So I kind of just want to dial into the specifics of really what's going on, the technicalities of your specific business. So let's start here. Okay. Are you, are you licensed with the state in terms of uh, like, do you have an LLC or you escort yeah. your business bank account? LLC. Do you have a business bank account? No, I do not. Okay. So make sure you write that down. That's very important. We want to get you a business bank account immediately uh, because you want to separate the money that's coming in from your personal bank account and your business bank account. Okay. Because what I think is, is that you're at a, an incubator stage here. Um, you're, you were an employee, it sounds like, and now you're realizing that you could do this as a business owner. You need to really build the foundation the right way. And something as simple as a business bank account, you believe it or not, is, is so overlooked. Um, but ultimately, you know, the perspective I want to give you is that you are separate from Kershaw painting. Like you are okay. an employee of Kershaw painting. So imagine if you went to work for Kershaw painting, you want to make sure that the money that you're getting paid is coming out of that bank account. Um, and that's kind of just the way that you want to see it. And on a grand scale, think of it like this, you know, um, you know, if you're a corporation, think Apple, right? Big company. Everyone yeah. that works for Apple, even the CEO is separate from Apple. Okay. So the CEO doesn't pay everyone out of his bank account. Apple has mm -hmm. a bank account, right? So yeah. I just want to give you that perspective to show okay. you that we need to separate that. So uh, you got that with this, you're good with the state LLC. Uh, we got, we definitely need a bank account. Who do you have anyone working for you? Are you working by yourself? It's, it's just me. Okay. So we're, we're very, very early here. Okay. So, yeah. um, have you kind of heard about my hiring process? Are you familiar with it? Cause I want to run through it real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Cause I have a bunch of other podcasts that you could definitely listen to, to get the full thing. Yeah. But, but do you, are you familiar with it? What do you do in terms of looking for help? Um, right now I've just been trying to find work for myself. I haven't okay. been necessarily thinking about bringing other people on because I don't want to do that and not be able to give them. Right. You okay. know, that's Understood. a lot of responsibility. So I've just been really trying to, so, yeah. And I'm okay with you. Actually, I'm very okay with you figuring out this, uh, situation with finding work before you even think about getting employees in this specific situation. And I think for you, it is a level up upgrade for you to actually be painting your own self-sourced jobs the key is not to be doing it for long the key is to see oh, yeah. if the system works get the work paint the job and say okay i could do this again don't do more than three jobs by yourself because that's when it starts to get uncomfortable that's when you start having to get estimates that's when it starts to get to the point where you're very overwhelmed and you will need help there's two ways you can grow your business there's people that i help that have been in your position right for mm -hmm. longer than 10 years they don't cross the threshold of understanding that although yes, you are a really good painter, 
you need to be a better business owner and the best business owners do not paint in this business. Yeah. They don't, I don't paint. I don't, I don't even have, I'm, bro, I don't even have a paintbrush <laughs> and that's not, I always give them away. Yeah. It's not, I'm not just being ignorant. If I have one in my car and I go see my yeah. guys, I give it to them, you know? So I, I really don't have one and I don't need one. And, and I know my strengths in the business. So what we want to do is we want to develop your new strength because right now you're most confident with a brush in your hand. Maybe not so much as a business owner, but that's okay. It's not as complex as it sounds. There's a lot of resources that are available to us that give us the ability to be confident in business without having to go through the grit and, 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 and the learning curve that we had to go through maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So the first thing that you need to understand about generating business is what we call traffic. Okay. And, and you might not have ever referred to, you know, getting jobs like that, but that's the way I see it with a marketing yeah. mindset is traffic. Okay. So what I want to do is just give you a, a paint, you a picture of you Kershaw painting being a building. Okay. You're a standalone building. Think of yourself as a brick building. Okay. And right now Kershaw painting is three miles off the highway. And the only person that knows where you are is the person that you work for. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that stops in and shops at your place right? Does that yeah, make sense? Okay. So yeah. the idea is, is for either you to do two things. You either, you know, trailblaze a bunch of different roads to your house, which is like, I'm going to give you that example, which would be knocking on doors, handing out business cards, you know, yeah. uh, making cold calls out of a phone book. That was the way that we did it mm. in years past. Okay. So you can either spend all your time trailblazing yeah. and building roads and, and, and trying to figure out how to get people to mm. you. That is going to take a long time. Time and energy. Yeah. Time and energy, which is the most valuable asset and resource we have, right. As business owners, mm -hmm. or you can literally pick up your building and throw it right next to the highway. Which, which one sounds better to you? Yeah. The second one, the second, <laughs> one, right. Okay. So how do we do that? I'm going to continue to paint this picture here. So throwing it next to the highway is pretty much essentially, I'm going to give you a highway. A highway is Google. A highway is Facebook. A highway is home advisor. A highway is thumbtack. A highway is Angie's list. A highway is house. A highway is all these different resources that have popped up that attract consumers and say, Hey, if you need a service, travel on our big highway. And we have a bunch mm -hmm. of different buildings that you will see if you're interested in a service. Okay. And I'm just being mm -hmm. very general here, but I really want you to grab this concept because it's very important. Are you following me so far? I'm following you. I'm with you. Awesome. Okay. So how do we get next to a highway? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just obviously say that you need to pay to get next to the highway, but in the same breath, wouldn't you be paying with your time? Wouldn't you be paying with your energy? Yeah. Wouldn't you be paying with your resources? If you went out and knocked on a thousand doors and you printed a thousand flyers and you printed all mm -hmm. these things like you're it's still just a different measurement. Yeah. A different measurement. Okay. So the idea is the faster that you get next to the highway, the faster you get people that want Kershaw painting to knock on the door and present them a proposal, the faster you get more money. And that's the sale that you're going to make. So what we need to do is we need to balance out. Like before we used to have to trailblaze 
avenues to come to our business. Okay. That was before that was a while ago. We don't have to do that anymore. And not only did we have to do the, do that in terms of spending the time, energy, and resources to get those avenues of traffic to us. We also had to learn how to estimate and sell at the same time. So by the time you actually get to a point where this system is running itself, Okay, which mm -hmm. it will not happen for years because again, it's only directly dependent on your ability to go out and trailblaze these trails and get people to travel three miles off course to Kershaw painting. Then you have to learn sales and, and, and estimating. So, really, all you need to do after you automate that process, which is picking up your building and placing it next to the highway and letting the highway just automate traffic to your building by paying them. Okay, using money, investing in that. Now, all you need to do is focus on your estimating and sales process. And that can be something that you narrow down. You know how to paint. You're a phenomenal painter. Yeah. And a phenomenal painter can also be a phenomenal project manager, a supervisor of painters, because you know what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, mm -hmm. when it needs to be done to the standard of which it needs to be done. That's something that you don't have to learn, which a lot of people who come in with the business mindset actually have to learn if they want to yeah. not look like a fool. So you're at a competitive advantage because you can automate your marketing, you know, product, you know, production. So what is left for you? Gotcha. You just need to be a good sales and estimator. Super simple, right? Yeah. Okay. Is this helping you kind of see the direction? Is this? Is yeah. This yeah. It's, it's getting me going. Good. Cool. So sales and estimating. So really I wanted to just get to that <laughs> because, gotcha. because all that other stuff can be talked about later, getting on Google, getting a, getting a brand. Uh, do you have a logo? I do. Okay. Got a nice logo. Um, you're there, you know, do you have a website? I do not. Okay. That's something you want because remember if we're having people travel on Google, that traffic you know, they want to see the website. That's how they get to you, right? That's like essentially a website in our example would be like a front door, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so instead yeah. of the door being locked, they have to call because there's no website. The door is actually opened and no one has to be in there to, to show yeah. them around. The website's doing that. It's your 24 seven okay. salesperson. That's why a website's super valuable because it'll tell them who you are, what you're about, you know, pictures of your work. Mm -hmm. So they're in your web, they're in your building shopping around saying, okay, this actually sounds yeah. like a great company. They're reading your review. And we haven't even talked yet. Yeah. And we haven't even talked yet. So we're building that online reputation. And again, now we get into reviews. Now we have reviews. So imagine them walking into the building and uh, not, you're not there selling to them. Previous customers are, oh my God, Kershaw painting did so good on my house. Oh my God. You know, so, so I'm giving you this as a, as a different perspective of how valuable the online reputation is mm -hmm. nowadays, because we're not trailblazing anymore. We are picking it up, putting it there so we can automate marketing. Yeah. Is it going to cost yeah. money? Of course it's going to cost money. Again, it would cost money if you did everything costs money. Yeah. Everything's going to cost money to the context of which, you know, you're doing it, but the value of your marketing is only as good in proportion to your estimating and sales process. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you suck at estimating and you're a horrible yeah. salesperson, you're continuously just going to spend money on marketing and you're not going to get a return. So yeah. it makes sense for us to really just focus on our estimating and sales process. So now that we got all that out of the way, let me ask you if you have any questions and if not, I'll get into sales and estimating. As far as a website, 
um, would would you say something? I mean, that's obviously something I would have someone else do because I have no clue with that yeah. stuff. But yeah. I mean, would it just be as simple as you know, you know, some pictures, maybe some uh, reviews, something right, like that? Is that? This. Let me ask you this: You're married. Yeah. Right. Um, going, you know, looking for something, you know, whether you're buying something online, I know you guys probably shop online. When you look at a website, what are you looking for? It doesn't have to be a service. Yeah. I mean, when you go to a website for something, what is it? What is it? What is appealing to you? Just one thing, nothing, nothing in depth. Um, probably just, I mean, what I was looking for, you know, what are you looking for? But, but the yeah. functionality of the website um, is important, right? Like the, the way that it looks and feels. Yeah. I'd probably say like reviews, reviews. Does, does that you subconsciously know? build trust? Like imagine if you go to a website for, a, let's say you're, you're wanting a flooring estimate and you're wanting to see a good flooring company in the area. If you go to that website and it looks clunky, it doesn't load. The pictures aren't like the pictures are really hard to see. And yeah. there's, there's, there's typos on the website. Give me a very, very. Yeah. Other side of the and, yeah. Okay. Although you know, maybe that's not a direct correlation of the standard of their work. Do we subconsciously kind of think, eh, yeah, I don't think they care you're going to look for something else. Probably I'm probably going to go to the beautiful website. That's mobile friendly. That looks really mm -hmm. good. And even if you don't know anything about their work, you will subconsciously make a judgment as to whether or not they're a valuable choice. And, and mm -hmm. I just want you to see that it's just a matter of it being functional having your logo, having a phone number on there. Again, we're, this is what the, the market expects. So the best thing you can do is to put yourself in line with what your, your ideal customer wants. And from garnishing some information from you in the beginning of this conversation, your ideal job sounds to me like you're working in residential homes where yeah. You know, I would, I would like to get into, you would like to get to there. More you're, home not, you're, not, yeah. you're not far away. Just remember right now you're three miles off course mm -hmm. in the woods and only one person knows you. So that's why you're not getting mm -hmm. traffic. And, and we're going to get into how to get to that in a minute. So did you have any other questions before I get into sales and, and, and uh, no, estimate? no, let's, let's continue. Okay. So, so when it comes to painting, um, and building a business. And this is one thing, and I'm, I'm really excited about this because I love the fact that you're really just a fresh egg here and, and you can go in whatever direction you want. The problem is when people do not have a marketing niche, when they don't have the confidence in the traffic that they're getting, that they're going to get work by default, they take whatever comes their way understandably mm -hmm. so because guess what chances are they need money and if somebody's waving a, a stain yeah. job uh you'll probably just google how to do it and give it a shot because you need to pay your bills so mm -hmm. understandably so so the marketing is going to allow you to select what type of jobs that you want a lot of these resources do that angie's list home advisor thumbtack that's the greatest benefit of those services is that you can niche down the job type because a customer fills out a form that says, hey, I want my house painted. I don't want cabinets painted. I want my house painted. Gotcha. Walls, trim, ceilings, doors. And then you tell Home Advisor or Angie's List, this is what I want. I'm and looking to say, paint walls, trim, ceilings, doors. Right. Why yeah. is this important? Well, it's very important because ultimately 
you want to build a system. You don't want to build this random general painting company that does general carpentry and stain and cabinets and all this stuff. Why is that important? Well, because it's hard to find quality help that knows these skills, all of them. So you're constantly going to be what? feeling like you're missing the mark and having to overcompensate for these people that do not how to know how to do the work. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to be even more stressed because you're hiring people and you're still having to re fix their cabinet doors and you're still having yeah. to fix the stain and the varnish. And then you're going to get mad at them because they don't really know how to do it. So what's one thing that we can train anybody to do in the house painting business? Roll a wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can eventually get simple. them to keep it simple. I'm an Idaho painter fan myself. Caulk and tape a line. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, eventually we'll get them to spray a front door. I mean, I've done this and I've built my business with this in mind. I get a cat. I honestly get a cabinet refinishing request every week, every week. They call me now for cabinet refinishing. And I say, no, we don't do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't care about the money. I care about my system because I know that I will get a house painting job. Let the other guys take cabinets mm -hmm. in my area. That'll just free me, free up free up my, you know, yeah. uh, that'll just fill their schedule with that stuff. And eventually there'll be a void for house painting for the pe person that really needs a house painting job. So I'll get my house painting jobs. And if you narrow down that niche there, then it'll be easier for you to find help. So you're not looking for people that know, a, a you know, like a, yeah. a fine three, four a or five skills, it. just one or two. So the idea would be is for you to you know, nurture that team into building a system. And, and I think it's so simple, like, you know, roll two coats of cashmere, you know, and then you're overseeing this. So it's just simple work, mm -hmm. simple work, simple work. And eventually you have a system in place. And the system is I have, you know, a marketing channel, a couple of them, because you're going to be on Google. You're going to be maybe on one of these third party yeah. lead generators that, you know, mm -hmm. you should be in the beginning of your business. And then eventually, if you're in business for a year and a half, you're going to get some word of mouth. Okay. You're going to get some Facebook presence. Now, th now this stuff starts to pile up. And then eventually you have the system in place where now Imagine. you're just stopping in to make sure that your team is doing a good job. Yeah. And you're going on to an estimate and you're, and you're building that. You only need three guys to make that happen. You're three guys away from making that happen. And that is what's, that is, that is where I really want to, just make sure that you you put that in your head because you have, again, one of two ways to go. You could do this for 10 years and never get it. Or you can focus on it for a short three months and free yourself and have a business that's running itself if you just follow these instructions of paying for leads, buying space on Google, getting your business known and seen, and keeping it simple with your job types so you can bring on help and not feel overwhelmed that they don't know how to do the tasks that you're bringing them on for. Does that yeah. make sense? Now, the other, the other simple idea of, of this is the fact that with, with those job types, walls, ceilings, trim, and doors, is that you're able to estimate them fairly easily if you base it mm -hmm. off of square footage. Okay? Mm -hmm. Big mistake a lot of guys in your position make is they get very technical with estimating. So why don't you walk me through what you do to estimate a bedroom right now um that room you're I've in actually in a room right now so tell me what you would do i've actually had issues with that recently because like i said i'd like to do house repaints and like you said it's very easy hey the house is 1500 square feet you know i charge you know a dollar dollar you know whatever a square foot boom there's your price you know whatever's included okay. um 
usually I just kind of throw out a number, okay. um, which obviously is not yeah, <laughs> good because that's not, not consistent. Yeah, we, right. Um, but yeah, that's something I am working on. That's okay. On. And we're going to, I'm going to help you with that. Okay. So here's, here's what I want you to see. Okay. How much do you pay yourself? Like, let me, let me ask you this. Like if you, if, if I was hiring you, how much would I have to hire you to work for me as, as my lead painter? Probably like $30 an hour. All right. You're way too expensive. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, let's just say you're 20 bucks an hour. Okay. So that's what okay. you're going to pay yourself out of Kershaw painting. Okay. 20 okay. bucks an hour. Right. All right. So we're going to write this down together. You got a pen and paper there? Yes, I do. All right. So let's say, and I'm just going to give you a pretty big example here. So let's say we're looking at a job that is five days. Okay. And we work eight hours a day. So that is by default, 40 hours. Okay. And you get paid $20 an hour. Now we're not going to talk taxes and all that stuff, but that's how much a week. That's like 760, 800, 800. Yep. Five days, 40 hours, $20 an hour. Okay. 800 bucks. Okay. So when you're quoting a job and let's say it's just you doing it. Okay. Cause the trick is to find is, is, is the, the trick of estimating in this business is to think how long is this going to take? Right. So right now you're the only employee of Kurt and, and I'm, I'm going to keep referring to you as an employee of Kershaw painting. Okay. Yeah. You're an employee of your own company. Okay. So yeah. you're independent of your company, then you're a CEO. Okay. So 800 bucks, you're the only employee of Kershaw painting, right? So when you go in to estimate and you look at a house, it's going to take you by yourself five days. Okay. The cost for the labor is $800. Okay. Take yourself out of your body for a second and go to the customer mentally, knowing that you're going to send William to do the house for five days. And in order for you to do that, it's going to cost you, the business owner, not William, even though you are William, follow me here. Yeah, I got you. It's going to cost you 800 bucks. Okay. So now we know our labor cost. So put an L there for labor. All right. Now we have one more big expense when it comes to painting houses, which is. Come on, William, it's paint. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, paint. <laughs> it's Tools paint. And... No, that's all right, man. I'm just I'm just messing with you. So it's paint. Okay. I know I'm giving you a lot. So I'll I'll give you a break. It's it's paint. So we got paint and materials, right? So your house right there, brother. I'm just gonna give a hypothetical scenario. You're in a house right now. I want ceilings, I want walls, I want all the trim, I want all the doors painted. Give me a rough idea of how many gallons of paint I'm gonna need to accomplish that in your house. Two coats on the walls. Um Probably 10 gallons for the walls. I agree. Um, five for the ceilings. And okay, then I think, yeah. Can we spread two, three gallons guys, of trim? Yeah. So 10, five, three. So let's go up to 20. We'll say it's 20 gallons. Awesome. All right. So now we have $800 in labor and we have 20 gallons of paint that we need to purchase. So, and that that buffer in paint that I gave you, you told me 17, I say 20. We're going to factor in that difference as the supplies and materials, plastic tape, all that stuff. Just keep it simple. Okay. What paint are we using? Um, let's say we're using cashmere and we're using eminence. Uh, we'll use some pro classic on the trim. Let's say we're averaging $40 a gallon on the paint. So we got 20 gallons of paint times $40 an hour. That gives us a total material cost and paint cost 800 bucks, right? I trust your math. All right. Cool. 
All right. So, and you can use a calculator anytime with customer. I'm totally okay with that. So now our total cost for this project, for you to go in and paint your own house, if you're paying yourself $20 an hour is $1,600. So could you sell the job for $1,600? Could you? You I mean, wouldn't without losing money. Yeah. You what? You break even, right? Yeah. So that is the lowest possible price that you could sell that job for. Okay. This is called marginal pricing. And I really want you to get this. Okay. So when you own a business, you're in business to make a profit. Okay. What we really care about is the gross profit margin. And the, really the gross profit margin is the gross profit divided by how much you sold the job for. Okay. That's in proportion. So how much did we make in proportion to what we sold the job for? That's what we're looking for. Okay. That's the goal, right? So your cost as a business owner for this job is 1600 bucks. Now you have to identify what margin you want to hit. And I'm going to break it down even simpler. 50% is a really good margin to hit in painting. It's phenomenal. If you can average 50% on every job, guess what? You're in good shape. Good. Yeah. That's a good margin. You know what 50% of this would be? I would come into your house if you were my only employee, okay? And I would come in and sell the job for 3,200 bucks. That's 1,600 times two. So I would say, William, premium painting will come in here and mm -hmm. you're going to meet William and we're going to use uh, really good paint and it's going to be $3,200, okay? Right? Okay. So, and for my guys out there that have bigger I'm just giving the podcast guys a, a tip here. The guys have bigger crews. This is why you'll get people that say, hey, somebody came in and bidded $3,200. It's your job to say, okay, great. How many painters are they bringing to the job? Because ultimately their labor cost is nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, one painter, just so you know, he's going to be there for two weeks. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I hope you have a spare bedroom for him, you know? So um, exactly. Um, so $3,200 right now in your business, that is your margin that you, you should shoot for. If you're just painting the house and good for you, your job is to convince the customer that you're not going to take two weeks, that you're going to blast mm -hmm. it out in five days. You're going to work like a mad yeah. horse, right? But guess what? Here's what happens, right? So let's say you add an employee, all right? And to keep things simple, now I do have to get my calculator out, okay? Let's say you pay this guy 500 bucks for the week Let's say that's what his hourly wage equates to. Okay. So let's, let's, let's do that math. So now your labor cost is $1,300. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. The material oh. cost, the material cost doesn't change. The material cost is still 800 bucks. Okay. So now because you brought on another employee to work alongside William in order to hit that 50% margin, which is now a total cost of 20, uh, 2100 in order to hit that 50% margin, guess what your price has to go to? It has to go to $4,200. Okay. Because we want to make 50% on our cost. Okay. Which raises the price a thousand dollars. Do you see what I mean? So the mm -hmm. price is continuously going to change based off of what your costs are. Mm -hmm. So when you think of it like that, it's really just a matter of you identifying how much you're paying for the job to be done, how much materials you're going to need, and identifying a profit margin that you want to hit. Now, you don't always have to go to 50%. If you really need the job, guess what? 
you can sell the job for a 25% margin if you want. Does that make sense? What, what is the difference in that? And, um, I guess, um, what you're doing someone, someone, yeah. Like if I were, you know, man, I'm just trying to find work, you know, Hey, I'll paint your house for, you know, $1,500. And they're like, "Uh," and I'm like, Oh man, let's, let's get the job. Let's go down to a thousand or something. There's well, there's really nothing different about that approach in terms of like, just like, like going down from a price that you initially said that's negotiation Mm -hmm. and that's good. Mm -hmm. But what I did, all I did was become a business owner and actually feel confident when I did that. He doesn't have confidence about that. If he's that type of person that came in and said, Oh, I could do it for 15. And then the customer's like, Oh, no, I don't want to. All right, I'll do it for a thousand. He doesn't know that he could be making a hundred bucks on that job. Mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't see it that way because I'm seeing it from the perspective that you're, you're, you're adding in the cost to pay yourself as an employee. You know, he's seeing it as he's not caring about that. I'm just trying, we're making the business money. Like, remember what I said early on, you're separating yourself from the business. Even though you are the guy painting, you want to factor in the cost of what it would be when you replace yourself. Because ultimately the goal would be is to get someone in for $20 an hour to do what you would be doing on this job. And then you're stepping away, pricing the job out with that cost in mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we need to factor that in. The guy that you're describing to me doesn't care about that. He sees a thousand bucks, you know, as his money and he's not separating himself from the business. He's just pocketing Mm -hmm. the money and that's it you know, but I want you to grow. I don't want you to be the one painting. So I need to help you estimate in a way that you're going to be when you have people to factor in, in terms of labor. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Does that help kind of differentiate the two? It does. Thank you. When you're a business owner, you need to be addicted to numbers and it's, and it's something that like, you know, it's kind of like, if you don't really know what to look for and it's easy, we only have a certain amount of numbers that we got to really care about, you know, the gross amount that we sold the job for that's called the, the, the gross amount. Okay. Then you factor in your labor, your materials. And then once you pay that stuff, whatever's left is yours. You use it for marketing bonuses put it in your pocket yeah. as profit, you know, whatever you need to do, you need to reinvest some of it. So like when you narrow down your numbers like that, you know, okay, I can spend a thousand bucks on marketing and I don't even care because I know that last month I spent a thousand dollars and I got 20,000 worth of work from this traffic source that we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you spend a thousand dollars on Google and when you ask, when people call you, Hey, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I heard you on Google. You write down, okay. They heard us on Google when you sell it. Okay. I spent, I, I made $5,000. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Google. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then you do it again. Yeah, it's worth it, it worked. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the estimating, I hope that helps because when you get more people, you're, you're going to want to factor in what those costs are for those people. And then you're going to want to price your jobs accordingly to gotcha. stay, to stay marginal. Okay. Cause if you're blindly saying every time you go into a house, Oh, I charge a dollar 50 a square foot. Well, you charge a dollar fifty square foot two guys ago, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta bump you gotta, that up. You gotta bump it up. Okay. Any questions so far on that? No, no, I've been covering everything really good. Man, I'm trying, man. I really want I want you to succeed, man. I want you to get to that. It's that gonna rate. happen. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think the last part of this is gonna be your sales process. Do you want to touch on that real quick? 
Oh uh, yeah, if you got if you got time. I got all the time, man. I'm good. Okay, so um, the sales process very very important that you narrow down your sales process. And essentially, what we just covered is a huge part of your sales process because instead of going outside of the house and measuring talk lines and measuring mm -hmm. these things that are a waste of time, measuring how much time it's going to take to scrape a, you know, a square mm -hmm. foot of, of siding, which is irrelevant. You need yeah. to have the idea of how many days is the job going to take? All right. Mm -hmm. We don't need to know how many minutes it takes to scrape paint off the side of a house. Like find out how many days it's going to take. Do a measurement if you have to for square footage purposes or uh, wall space of if you're doing an exterior mm. on the interior, you know, you know, painting. That's what I'm saying that you have a strategic advantage. You know how long something should take like internally, mm. dude. Like, so this should be easy for you to, to do. When I train people who don't know painting to identify how long things are going to take, I say, dude, you're going to have to learn painting first for me to teach you that it's yeah. how fast you can do it and how fast the people that you hire can do it before you can yeah. accurately estimate your jobs. So you know this ahead of time. So your sales process, this is the rule that I want to give you. It's the 595 rule. 5% of your time should be estimating. 95% of your time should be building a relationship. I mean, mm. what, I, what I broke down for you, essentially, I just estimated your whole house in your own business in under five minutes. And I was being descriptive. So it's not going to take you that long. Find out how much you're paying your guys, how long it's going to take them and how much paint you're going to use. Great. Okay, cool. We got the price out of the way. Customers in this residential business do not care how you came up with the price. No one's ever asked me, you know, well, a couple of times, I'm sorry. They've asked me how yeah. many gallons are you going to use or, you know, but they're not going to ask you how much you're getting charged, you're charging per hour with your guys. Mm -hmm. That's a general contractor's way of estimating. They want to know numbers to that degree. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't bring that into the residential world because they don't care. You just need to show them a metric, which is square footage mm -hmm. and a price per metric. So to give you an example, we came up with in your scenario, 30, that, the price that with just you was 3,200 bucks. If your house is 1500 square feet, I'm going to divide that by 1500 and I'm going to tell the customer, Hey, I'm charging you $2 and 13 cents a square foot. That's all they need to mm -hmm. say. They don't need to know how I came up with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's your process. Simple. You know. yeah. yeah. So when you talk about your sales process in that regard, what you're now doing is just building value as to why they should pay that amount. And I think that, you know, we're not going to get crazy deep into it because there's a lot, but I just want to go, really off of the first question that you should ask anyone that you go in their house and do an estimate for really it's what's the story why did you request the paint job mm -hmm. no one asked that question really and, and i think it's so important you have so many different reasons why people want the house painted not just because they want to change the color i mean if that were the case yeah. then you know painting would be harder to uh, attain because there is a uh, there is a need sometimes the need could be oh we're getting ready to move Oh, the HOA called and we need to get the house painted. Oh, you know, um, again, it could be, I'm tired of looking at these colors. And there's a few more different reasons. And what you should do is be adjusting your approach to those reasons. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example as to why that's important. The first, the first one would be, if you go into a house and explain how great duration is and how long the warranty is for somebody that's getting ready to move and you didn't ask them. Yeah, they don't. They you don't think care about they that. care? <laughs> no. So no. you could be selling in the wrong direction. And that's what we don't want. Okay. Now, 
I'm going to fast forward because there's a lot in between the time that you ask that question to the time you get down to showing them the price. But what I would like you to see is that the marginal pricing that I'm showing you, okay, 50%, 45%, 40%, okay? I know it's like, man, how do I calculate that stuff? I actually made a calculator to do that. It's at sellpaintjobs.com. I'm going to show you, send you a link. It's free. Okay. okay. You plug in your numbers and it'll show you what the profit margin is for 50%, 45% and 40%. So now when you go into the customer, you know that at 3,200, you're at 50%. You know that at 2,900, you're at 45% you know, at 2,600, you're at 40%. And I call that the top of the line, the middle of the line and the bottom line price. So if you present 3,200, if I come to you and present 3,200 and say, William, I'll paint your house for $3,200. And you look at me and say, mm -hmm. Tanner, you know, be honest, man, I'm going to get more quotes. Yeah. Well, I'll say, well, the reason why a lot of people actually tell me that is, is, is honestly, and, and no disrespect, it's because mm -hmm. they feel that my price is a little too high. Is that the case, mm -hmm. William? And then you say, well, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think I've built a lot of rapport with you, William. We talked and you told me about your family. You know, I think that mm -hmm. you and I both know we do a great job. Let me, let me do this for you, man. I, William, I really want to earn your business, brother. I'll do it for yeah. 2,900 if you give me a deposit today. Right. So you've created urgency. Yeah. You've built that relationship and now you can confidently drop your price. Now, yes. Yeah. If you want to be that yeah. guy that goes in and says it's two grand, it drops it to a thousand without thinking about it. Yeah, if you don't know the numbers and you're just going to come up with something on the spot, probably not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be what you're wanting. It's not efficient, but you, but you see how confident I was, even in this scenario mm -hmm. that's totally fake. I know that my 45, I'm like, all right, cool, I'll make 45% as long as I do the job in five days and I spend less than 800 bucks. And you might even make more if you spend less on paint. So, but yeah. that's the threshold we want to hit. So, there's a lot of meat involved. I'll send you the link to the calculator so you can get started with that. Um, and I think it's going to help for sure. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right. So this was a heavy one, man. I hope uh, you grasped <laughs> some of this. Um, I did. And I really appreciate you jumping on, man. I think that's our time. Um, any outstanding questions before we go? I appreciate your time and all the information. Awesome, man. All right, William. Good luck with everything, brother. Have a good day. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.